Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP, neuro-linguistic programming. Diving into physiology, neuroscience and linguistic programming so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career. Moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money or make a real difference to people's lives. Tune in weekly if you care more than others. Think wisely as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe and receive our free newsletter and other goodies. Here is your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is John Cassidy Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host. And thinking about topics, I thought, what could we explore this week? And... There's a very popular topic in NLP called reframing. So I thought that might be a good topic for this session. Right, so let's jump straight in. So what is reframing? Well, it's changing the meaning of what something means. So let's have a couple of examples straight off the bat here. There's a book called Reframing in NLP, which is an excellent book, by the way, which I highly recommend. And there's a couple of stories I'm going to borrow from that. And I think we have touched on this topic in the past, but it is worth coming back to. And we'll go a little bit deeper this session. Okay, so some examples there from the book Reframing. So there's this woman, she's driving along the country roads, just enjoying a lovely drive in the country. And round this corner screams a red Porsche going quite fast. And out of the window, this guy shouts to her, Cow! She thinks to herself and shouts back to him, You pig! And as she went round the corner, she hit a cow. It changes the meaning of what the guy said. And that's a form of reframing. Another example was... This lady was sent along for some NLP sessions. Always good when somebody's sent. And what it was, she had this challenge where she liked to keep everything clean and tidy. So much so that if you took a sip of your drink, put it down, what happened is she'll come along, take your glass away, clean the coaster, clean the cup, your glass. And, you know, it was becoming a bit of a nightmare. And also she liked everything to be in its place, well dusted and a perfectly clean carpet. Now, just to make life easy for her, the carpet was white and a thick pile carpet. And as soon as somebody stood on there and all the strands weren't up straight, she wanted to vacuum it to make sure it all looked perfectly clean. So, I think it was Connie Andreas, but you can correct me on that, said to her, Right, so picture your house perfectly clean, everything in its place, the carpet spotlessly white every strand of the carpet standing up so that it is perfect 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 and the lady goes oh yes and she says i want you to realize the house is that perfect because your family has left you whoa talk about a slap in the face but it got the message through 
and she kind of got it then and loosened up. So they're forms of reframing. So we, what it means and contextual reframes, there's a lot of jargon around these things. How do frames work? Well, reframing needs to happen within a context. And within that context, we create associations. So another way of putting that is a way that we create meaning of the world around us. So we make meanings by reference to other things that we know about. So, for example, if we had a reference, we had one reference, a frame, if you like, of a puppy. Ah, a lovely puppy. What joy does that bring? Unless you're a cat person, of course. But let's widen the frame so the puppy is now surrounded by fire. Oh no, this puppy's in danger. What are we going to do? Well, let's widen the frame even further. It's a Hollywood movie and the puppy's a stunt puppy. Now we see it's entertainment. And with changing, in this case, the frame size, it often can change the meaning of the associations. Now, the puppy reference was to our guest last week, Chris. And if you haven't listened to that one, how NLP has been used within dog training, go ahead and listen to it now. So, let's explore this a little bit further. So when we're looking at frames and reframing, and we're keeping that there are associations in mind, the way the unconscious mind reasons is through associations, and that's why we want to keep associations in mind. So we've got sequential associations. When this happens, that always follows. Or if you want to get technical, when X happens, Y always follows. So the classic one is from Pavlov's dogs. When he when the bell rings, the food comes and the dog salivates. So we notice there's a sequential pattern to that. But we can also have simultaneous associations. So when this happens, that also happens. And again, to sound all intelligent, when X happens, Y also happens. And not only a little bit intelligent there, but possibly a little bit smug at the same time. So for example, if we touch a live electrical wire, we also get a shock at the same time. So that's just two of the ways that our unconscious mind processes and makes meaning out of the context of what's happening around us. So we can change the meaning or the context. So before we dive too deep into frames, let's explore some of the challenges with framing and reframing. I think one of the challenges is that you can always sound a little bit too positive, a little bit too Pollyanna. It's raining. Oh, it's giving nourishment to the earth. The ducks love it. The danger is you're just sounding positive for the sake of being positive. But let's say we're using reframes with maybe our clients, co-workers and salespeople. So... What we have to bear in mind that the context you use the reframe on in is also very important. And 
What that would do for the person is put somebody in a frame of mind. And one of the things that we need to consider is that reframing works best in an atmosphere of trust, where you don't violate somebody else's map of the world. And why would I say that? Because the danger is, with reframing, is that you can trigger a defence mechanism, which they can lash out at you, fight back, and you get resistance to what you're trying to hold on to. Sponsor of this week's NLPcourses.com podcast show is the NLP Practitioner, training designed to transform your life. Head over to the website to secure your place on the next NLP Practitioner course. And sometimes the harder you push to change somebody's mind the way that they think, the more you're confirming their old beliefs. And when you challenge somebody's beliefs, you often look like an idiot. (laughs) What do I mean by that? So let's say I go up to Sue and say, Sue, what's your favourite food? And she says to me, pizza. And I say, no, it's not. Well, now I don't like an idiot. And if Sue says pizza is the favourite food, well, Sue is the queen of pizza world. And she declared that pizza is the favourite food, and so be it. But as soon as I said no, I looked like an idiot. And that's what you do when you challenge somebody's beliefs and sometimes when you try to reframe their beliefs. You start to do what's called a hard reframe or a soft reframe. And this is the hard reframe, as you said, is you're going straight after it and you're attacking the thought precisely. The danger with a hard reframe and let's think let's go back to our example it's a bad day isn't it because it's raining well i love the rain and i think it's a good thing because it nourishes all the plants well first off by saying that we're not respecting the other pa- person's map of the world which is one of the fundamental presuppositions i.e., beliefs that make nlp work that we respect other people's maps of the world and When you do a hard reframe, this is where you will often get the most resistance. So do your best not to be sarcastic and deliver in a friendly, warm tone and maybe a twinkle in your eye. And I know your eyes twinkle. A soft reframe is where you take, well, as it sounds like a softer approach. And and I think one of the great examples of this is I don't, this is a bit dated now. Do you remember the old Columbo movies? You know, I used to sit on a Saturday afternoon when I was young watching Columbo. And he always had this way of just going, oh, and just one more thing, what about? And exploring somebody's map in a challenging way, but in a soft way. Now, here's the thing. Reframing as taught in NLP, can be very effective. And it did come out of therapeutic work and has been used within persuasion. So one of the things we'll probably need to consider, if somebody's playing devil's advocate, in fact, you know, they don't necessarily want to be right, they just want to keep challenging you. 
then reframing's just not going to work. It really isn't because there's nothing for the reframe to latch onto. So the question then becomes, how do we find something that we can latch on with our reframes? Okay, all the skills we know in NLP, rapport building, exploring somebody's map of the world makes all the difference. So the key is, can we find either a strong emotion or one of the associations that we talked about, sequential, simultaneous? So, for example, I am unhappy because I am poor. That is a sequential. Um, I am poor, so I am miserable. That is simultaneous. Now we have something that we can hook onto. So some other ideas to latch onto, apart from the emotional and the associations that we talked about, is to exploit conflict, especially in logic. Maybe exploit values conflict or even their intention. So we're looking for something to engage the process that has meaning for the person. So one of the things that we can do to help with that is to ask some questions. And so that we can find those associations, those emotional hot points that we can start to use to create a reframe. Uh, A question like, how do you know? Now, what's that doing is creating, they're giving you their reality frame. Or the other one, which I think is quite good, is what's the purpose for saying or doing fill in the blank? So that, there we're looking for the intention. And the intention and the behavior or the language may be at conflict. And we've just said we're looking for some form of conflict. What's happening now? And that's to bring the person back to the moment. Which, out of the questions we've already explored, is probably not the strongest. So where else could we find a set of questions? Hands up, please. Yes, you in the back. That's right. You've done it. It's the meta model. So if you've come across the meta model with NLP, which is a whole other subject, there's a whole lot of questions that we can use to find and uncover what we can utilize to reframe, i.e. those emotional impacts, the associations, maybe the internal dialogue, the, the conflicts. Wow. Okay, so let's have a look at some of the classic NLP reframings. So we have the meaning reframe. And this is one of the simplest ways to do a reframe. And you change the meaning. And the question you ask yourself, what else could this mean? The rain is not depressing. It is life-giving. The rain is not bad. It refreshes and cleans the streets. (laughs) Okay, that might be stretching it. Okay, so there is a classic meaning reframe. And that becomes easy for us to use. And it's probably one of the most common use. Then we have the context reframe. So we're putting the behavior, the situation in a new context. Uh, So the question we ask ourselves is, where else might this be useful? The rain is not bad. It's allowing our crops to grow so we don't starve. And then we have a redefine. So this is a version of the meaning reframe, but it's adding a second reframe to it. So if we just get all technical, we'd go... 
x, not a, x is b, and that is c. Did you sound, notice how intelligent I sounded there? Well, okay, the rain is not bad. It feeds our crops and it means that we'll eat all this year. So, the rain is not bad. So, x is not c, uh, a, sorry. It feeds our crops, it's b, and that means, which is the c, we'll eat all this year. Okay, a little bit complex, but okay, it's not too bad. And then we have the politician's favourite one, which is to change subject. A is not the issue, the real issue is B. And the example with that would be, the issue is not that it rains in England, but it's the threat to global warming and what that means to our planet. Okay, wow, haven't we covered a lot? So let's have a recap of where we started with and what we've been playing with in this session. Because we're now in danger of moving into sleight of mouth patterns. Or if you really want to get fancy, criteria utilisation patterns. Which I think would be a good subject for a future podcast. And what the sleight of mouth patterns enable you to do is to never lose an argument. Whoa. Now that could give us some benefits, but a subject for another podcast. But that seemed the direction we started to move in. So you'll get an idea that reframing is part of the sleight of mouth patterns. So we start to explore sleight of mouth. We had some examples. We had examples of driving in the countryside and cleaning houses. We then started to explore, A, what do we mean by reframing? And then touched upon some of the Times when reframing is not likely to work, i.e. if somebody's just playing devil's advocates. And also, when we're reframing, we want to make sure that we have a good, strong rapport and that we build that trust. Because there are several different types of reframing. The hard reframe, where you're challenging somebody's map of the world, and also the soft reframe, or the Columbo style of reframing. And if you don't know who Columbo was... You're very young, that's for sure. <laughs> so rejoice in that fact. Then we started to explore how can we make sure a reframe worked? And we touched on several topics that emotional impact was important. Also, the different types of associations the unconscious mind plays, the simultaneous association and the sequential associations. Then we looked at some of the classic meanings, the reframes and the context reframes. And then we got a little bit fancy and we had all these X equals Y type stuff. And I got a little bit smug around there, but hopefully you will forgive me. And we've covered a lot again. Are you aware of how much we managed to cover in this short session? So if you've got any questions... Visit the website nlpcourses.com, leave a comment below and I'll get back to you an answer. And you know what guys, do get back to me, even if you want to stop by the website and just say hi and any feedback on the podcast would be great, any topics that you'd like to see covered, I'd really look forward from hearing from you. Don't be a stranger, pop by and say hi. Until next time, have a wonderful week and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. 
You were just listening to the NLPcourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes and make sure to head over to NLPcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter. This will ensure you are kept fully up to date on the latest in-depth NLP topics of interest. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro-linguistic programming and beyond.